Hi, welcome to the Winners Find a Way show and podcast with your host, Trent M. Clark, three-time World Series coach, CEO of Leadershipity, serial entrepreneur, having started 12 companies, coach to the 1%, and an international speaker. This show is going to be your go-to podcast for facing adversity, being inspired, and overcoming obstacles, all from the best in the world, business, sports, and leadership. Hate the crappy ingredients in many beverages and energy drinks? Rebellious Infusions are the go-to functional beverage. They have five or fewer plant-based organic ingredients. No sugar, no calories, loaded with antioxidants to boost your immune system. And L-thionine for brain health. Rebellious Infusions are available at drinkrebellious.com. Rethink your drink. For 10% off of your next purchase, use the code 99999. Hello, welcome to the Winner's Final Way Show. I am your host, Trent Clark. And this is my favorite show to do because I've got my man, Alex Sanfilippo, in the house. How are you doing, Alex? Trent, Coach Trent, man, it is so great to be with you today, man. We've gotten to know each other the last, I don't know, a couple of years at this point. It's just been a blast getting to know you and honored to be here. This is like a dream for me. So thanks so much for having me. Man, honored to have you, brother. Am I saying your name anywhere close to right? Give it to me. You said, I think you said it, say it again. I'm pretty sure you said it right. Alex Sanfilippo. Yeah, Sanfilippo. I mean, no one ever gets it. I just figured you've been practicing Dude. in the mirror for weeks, but good for you. <laughs> well, you know, I did practice for an hour and a half before the show. Okay, cool. So, All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So for everybody, thank you for joining us on the Weird Side of Way Show. I am your host, Trent Clark. I am the CEO of Leadershipity. I am also a partner in athletic influencer marketing, and I am a world around speaker worldwide speaker on teams, global impact, leadership development, and team development. And most people know me because I coached in professional baseball for 13 seasons and three World Series. So, oh, Alex, I almost lost you today. See that? Dang, dude, I almost lost you again. My camera. Woo, a little frisky today, brother. So tell me a little bit about Alex. Let's get to know you a little bit because you're a Jacksonville guy, Florida guy, and still in Florida, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was actually born and raised here, and I, I'm still here. I actually fell in love with the city So uh, as an adult because I always thought I'd leave. I don't know. Maybe every kid feels that way. They're like, I'm yeah, out of here. I, felt and that I, way. Yeah. I traveled around for a bit and actually realized, I'm like, actually, I think I've got something really sweet here. So I've just moved consistently closer to the ocean. Let's put it that way. Nice. So, yes. yes. Yeah, and there's so many good areas down there, especially I've been down to the I, – I spoke at the PGA Center down south. Yeah, of the, right? yeah. Unbelievable. That ocean front there, it's just gorgeous and some of the best walks I've ever taken in my life. Oh, for sure. I'll, I'll tell you what, the the actual, like the players championship, when that is in town, that is my favorite. Like I, it's, golf is not my favorite sport, but that sporting event is by far my favorite. I love going to that. I never miss it. Nice. Love it. So for those of you are joining us for the first time on the Winners Find a Way show, I bring in one percenters. I bring in people that are going to talk about the hard things. If you are currently going through a challenge, you are looking to become elite. I don't care if you're a business owner, a coach, an athlete, a student, and you want to take it to the next level. I think this is the place for you. And after hearing Alex, you're going to know why, because you're going to get some nuggets out of here today that are fabulous. Alex, tell people before we start where they can find you. Yeah. So everything I do is at podpros.com. Podpros.com. I'm, I'm full on. Everything I do is podcasting. And that's where you can kind of see that. I, I don't think we're going to talk about that too much today, but that's where I'm at now. So podpros.com. I'm easily accessible there, but you can find everything I'm doing right there. 
I think people are going to want me to talk about podcasting because so, right. it's such a hot topic, right? It like, really is. It's like, hey, man, should I do a podcast? Should I be doing this? You and I both have podcasts. Yours, is, of course, is a lot better than mine, of course. But I don't know, awesome. man. I, I don't. I was just talk, talking about this. So I, I listen to your podcast. So like, I, that's why I was saying it's like a dream to be here because I listen to it. I will be honest. When this episode comes out, I will probably skip it and I will listen to the one after it. But yeah. I don't necessarily want to listen to myself. Be like, ooh, Alex, that's so good. But I was listening to one recently because everything we do is is like customer focused member focus as we call it you had an interview with don williams it was actually a two-part about romancing your customer if you are listening to this and you have not heard that one go back and find the one called romancing your customer with don williams that was an incredible interview i learned a lot from and i really yeah. resonate with that so you're just doing a great job of the show well listen man if i got a chance to teach you something you know the master like i feel pretty <laughs> good about that right there like and don williams is an all-star so fellow EO member and a fellow believer brother. Yeah. And so I love him and he's a great dude for you. Let's talk about this because the one thing I love about you and, and I've got five children, but you were a homeschooler. You came up yes. to the ranks and tell us why you got into homeschooling. Why was that important to your parents? Yeah. So maybe it wasn't, but thank God I had really great parents and I still have really great parents. I should say they're, they're still with me, thankfully. Nice. Yeah. But at, at a really young age, it came like I was in school, like trying to figure out how to read and write. And I was just much slower than the other kids when it came to that. And eventually, finally, somebody who was a teacher pointed out that like, hey, I don't know this for sure because I'm not a doctor, but Alex has tendencies that I find in dyslexic kids. And so anyway, I got tested, whatever all that involves. Turns out I was like very severely dyslexic as a kid. And I really struggled to read and write. And thankfully, my mom, being the gracious woman she is, decided that she's just going, she's going to teach me. And I had some external teachers and some specialists and stuff like that. And thankfully, over time, I mean, I just believe like I, I'm a believer. We talked about that, right? I just believe I got a healing from, from God. And I'm very thankful for that because eventually I overcame that, which most people don't. They, they care about that their whole lives. Yes. But for a long time, I was very behind. I remember being like 12 years old and still really struggling to read and to write, which that's just too old to be struggling with that, right? So my, yeah. my whole upbringing in, in when it comes to homeschool, I was always like trying my hardest. And that's one thing I'll say about myself. I work really hard. But I would always end up like the best I could get when I worked my hardest was probably a C average grade. And I just kind of suffered my way through it, if you will. But uh, but yeah, that, that was my upbringing. I'm thankful for it. But that, that was the reason I was homeschooled. Well, I tell you, it's a little bit, you know, for my, you know, myself, I have a 24 year old. He's my first homeschooler. And so back then, of course, you know, and this is now 20 years ago, almost right. When we started, we were looked at like, man, you, you weirdos, what are you doing with your kid? <laughs> right. So interesting because here, my wife and I both have teaching degrees, right? So we both had certifications to teach people and we were going to teach our kid. Right. And I remember we've had children at home and they're like, Whoa, what are you just doing? You're crazy. I'm like, you know, everybody had a child at home hundred years ago. Right. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, this isn't a new concept. Right. And so it's interesting how we get things in our mind and and our story on homeschool is very interesting because our number one was a superstar. Just he was reading it almost, you know, at four. Like he oh, was nice. reading fast. And then yeah. my number two, he's got these learning disabilities. He's got these challenges. So they're both progressing in very different ways. And we need to bring special, you know, learning circumstances to both because the one would be totally mm. bored in his class because he's killing kids. And then the other one needs some special need stuff to get him going to learn a different way. And it's funny that you say this because my number two who had all those challenges is the hardest worker I know, right? Like the kid right. can bring it, man. He can, he can absolutely work. So yeah, love that. So this is so interesting to me because you, you learn how to be this student, right? And then you don't, you go to university, but you find out it's not for you, but yet you become an aerospace engineer executive, right? Like I need to understand how that gap, because 
No one's thinking like, oh, school dropout to aerospace executive. Walk me through that, brother. Yeah. So I, I started going to, to school, but at this like college, I mean, and I, I knew that I had just like, like just suffered through high school. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to be good at this. And I didn't mean to have like a defeated mindset. I just knew that the struggles that came with it and what I was signing up for. Again, being a hard worker, I knew I wanted to do that. But at the same time, real estate was looking real sexy. I mean, this was like 2005, yeah. 2006. I'm like, this looks good. Like, I want to get a rental property. I want to start getting like my feet wet with that. So I kind of went, decided like, okay, I think I did a couple classes in college and was like, I'm going to instead use, the, I, I obviously didn't have the grades to get any sort of help basically. Right. I was like yeah. in that middle phase, like too good to get help and not good enough to get help. So I was like kind of right there, the sweet spot. And so I was like, it's going to be out of pocket if I'm going to school anyway, but I wanted to take that and use it as a down payment on, on a home. I was like, I want a rental property. So I decided, okay, I'm not going to do the school thing. I'm going to invest in real estate. I think I'm going to do really well in that. Well, no surprise here. I mentioned the year 2006, seven, eight rolls around, right? And that investment turns into from being like a really cool, good investment, especially for that age. I mean, I was 18, 19 years old to being, oh, this is the most in debt 19 year old I've ever met, right? Like, yeah. And yeah. at that point, I just looked around for an industry that wasn't being destroyed. And I realized that aerospace from like a non commercial standpoint at that time was actually still doing really good. And I give this disclaimer, I worked in aerospace, but I was not an astronaut. I was not a skydiver and I was not a fighter pilot, just so everyone knows. Like yeah, I worked behind a computer like most people in aerospace. And we focus below the atmosphere on part support and right. manufacturing parts. But anyway, I realized that's a good industry. So I just got in at the ground floor and I was a part time receiving clerk, which is code for I took out people's trash and broke down boxes. But I just got my foot in the door realizing, OK, you know what? I don't have a college degree. I have a really bad investment portfolio now, right? Like I'm doing not well for my age. I went from doing pretty good to the worst I know. I'm just going to get into something that's stable and and I can just do my best in, right? And that's kind of my introduction to getting into aerospace. And I was there for 15 years and I worked my way up to that executive level. They did not hire me in saying, you're going to run this place, right? Like I was yeah. a young guy, but yeah. I just showed up every day and worked and we can get into a little bit of that. But that was kind of like the the whole, the reasoning behind like from school to work to, to all that. Well, I think it's great. You know, first of all, you it's in your backyard, right? Like I was just in St. Augustine a few months ago, right? And I yeah. mean, I, I'm going down for a launch. Whether that's, you know, my boy over there, you know, Tesla going to launch his rocket or someone's <laughs> going to launch a rocket down there. Someone's going right? to. Yeah, someone's going to. So you're like, I mean, it is in your backyard. Like every other week it's in the paper. Something's going on in aerospace. It's that. So it's a very interesting thing. Like I grew up in the Great Lakes, right? And I never looked out as when I sat on the beach in Lake Michigan, like, wow, there's a job out on the water. There's ships sailing and doing all this stuff. And like to grab that, that, hey, this is right here. And this is a market that's always done and, and been evolved in your life. I think that's very insightful for a young man to like, hey, I can get in here and do well. So very cool. A little less than two years ago, because I am all on your feeds and I follow you and you've helped me a lot and get, helped me in this podcast world. And you've always been a great advocate for me. I, I watch your post where you're like, hey, man, quitting my job because I'm going to be a pod pro. So you're walking <laughs> away from this aerospace engineering job to be like, Hey man, I'm going to be a podcasting guy. Like, but really you're a software guy. Yeah, really am. Yeah. And that, that transition, if we can talk about that for a minute, that was a yeah. tough decision. Cause as you know, and anyone who's been in so, any sort of corporate job after 15 years and hitting an executive level, your paycheck is good and all, but it's the perks that really make it like yes. great. So me saying, okay, I'm leaving this job was yes, I know the paycheck, but oh, I've got to pay my own phone bill. Like, what is that? Like yeah. my travel isn't free anymore. Like all the things, right? You're like, hold on a minute. And you start adding up the expenses. You're like, I was making a lot of money. I didn't really realize it. It was a really tough decision. And I'm, I'm glad that you, you brought that post because it was December 8th, 2020 was my last day in the in corporate. And I will say this, my last 
year I was there was my best year for the 15 years. I mean, I worked hard throughout the entire thing and I always just showed up and that's what got me promoted again and again and again. And I wasn't even hungry for the promotion. I just showed up and did my best. And uh, But that last year was by far my best because I believe the way you end one season is the way you begin the next. So mm. the footing that you have as you're leaving is the footing you have when you get started. And I see too many people decide I'm out of here. They burn that bridge. Or they just do a terrible job. They yeah. would never get rehired. And it would just be sad. But I knew, you know what? I want my new thing in podcasting to be starting off on the right foot. So I'm going to end this one on the right foot. And so I encourage well, everybody, you know, winners find a way. One way that you do that is by always ending a season faithfully, doing your yeah. best every single chance you get. And so when I made that transition from aerospace to podcasting of all things, I did on a really good foot. And I'll tell you, I just... I launched with that momentum. Like I, I was encouraged. I was motivated and ready to go and working as hard as I ever had. And it's because I ended one season faithfully, I believe. What a great lesson for everybody out there, right? Because like you know, what I knew of you then, because you and I were interacting that at that time. Yeah. And you still had your day job, right? And so like you're you're doing your side hustle is a full SaaS software gig that's got you running, you know, 40 hours a week. Yet you also have the executive 50 hours. And I think you're either engaged or married at the time. So, you know, you've got a young family. Like it's different than 15 years ago when you're on your own. Now I'm transitioning and I got responsibilities. I got other people. Yet you're finding this way to like, hey, I got to balance my time. I got to prioritize. I got to do all this thing. Meanwhile, what I heard you just say, Alex, and I hear a lot of people do this. They're crossing the bridge because they see the other side and going, hey, I'm moving over. Meanwhile, they're spreading their kerosene as they go. Whereas <laughs> when I hit the other side, I'm going to light the match. And you're like, holy crap, what are you doing? Like, you can't do that. Like these people all have counted on you for 15 years. You, you got that whole side of the other, of the other side of the bridge that respects you, honors you, likes working with you. And you don't want to lose that because it's how people know you. It's, it's not who you know, it's, it's who knows you that count and how they know you. And so when they know you as a hard worker, they, they still want to encourage you and bless you and work with you and, and be an advocate for you, regardless of where they're at. Yeah, 100%. You know how I know I left on a good foot? It was actually this earlier this year, so 2022. And I got called by that company, the aerospace company, because a 30 plus year guy was, was retiring. And they asked if I, and I knew him, they asked if I come speak at, at him leaving in front of the whole company. I was like, man, that's so cool. Like, clearly I left on good terms. If I left on any bad term, then I'd be like, ooh, don't bring that guy back in the yeah, building, yeah. right? But I, I, I got back. invited to go back and do that. And that was just a really cool thing. And I just think it's so important because you never know when those connections might lead to something. I'm not saying do it for the motive of, ooh, what am I gonna get out of this later? But the truth is, if, if you leave every relationship, every job, every area of your life in a good term, you never have to be like watching your back for what's gonna happen to you. You just yeah. know, oh, if I turn back around, these guys are here. They love me. Like I, they can speak to my integrity or my character, right? And I yeah. just think it's so important to have that everywhere that you are. So for me, I've learned just to be as true as I can, to work as hard as I can, to always be myself and to make sure I'm loving people along the way. I know that's kind of like a huge life lesson there, but just yeah. by doing that along the way, it's made this transition for me a lot easier going from a big corporate guy to a, a full-time software entrepreneur. Yeah, podpros, podpros.com, right? And the name of your show is? Podcasting made simple. Everything I do is podcasting, podcasting. like I said. Even a podcast about podcasting. It, it doesn't get any messier than that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hey, this is, I love that because most people I meet are way out here and they're trying to get here, right? And so I love that you're tight, right? I think Appreciate that. Very important. So here's one thing that, you know, kind of coming back to this hard work of who you are, right? What's one thing that most people don't know about you that you took on in your life that probably other people think about this and go, oh, heck no, man. I'm not doing this thing like... <laughs> Talk to me about one thing you ventured into your life that said like, hey man, I need this for me and I'm gonna give this thing a shot. 
Well, it's, I'm going to make this story short, but it is kind of a long story, but I'm going to shorten up as much as I can. When I made the transition from corporate to being a full-time entrepreneur, that also mean working from home. I used to wear a full suit every single day. And then one day, me and my co-founder are sitting in, our, in my office at my place. And I look in the, there's a mirror there. I look at him looking at myself. I'm wearing a red shirt, green shorts, and yellow socks. And it, literally, I just looked in the mirror. I said, the mighty have fallen. He's like, what? I'm like, I used to wear a suit every single day. What the heck am I doing? And I just realized when I had that, the structure of a corporate job that a lot of people take for granted, I knew right when I left work, I brought a change of clothes straight into the gym. An hour later, I'm home. I'm having dinner. The rest of the night is for me and my wife, right? Like I, I knew that was kind of the flow of it. But now it was kind of like, well, no one's going to tell me when to wake up, right? Like there's all these things. And again, to make the long story short, I decided to, to do something for myself from a workout perspective to build some stability. So every day from noon to one, I decided I'm going to do an outdoor workout. And then again, we've talked, I'm in Florida. So that's an easy decision during winters when it's like 60 to 70 degrees outside with a nice cool breeze. But when it's, it's a hot, yes, when it's 105 <laughs> degrees and you're working out outside. But anyway, I decided to really to bite off a, a competition because for me, there needs to be some structure. About it. I can't just be like, I'm going to work out. No, I decided to do a Murph challenge, which for anyone who doesn't know, you wear a 20 pound vest the entire workout. You do a mile run. 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, 300 squats, another mile run. That is like the Murph Challenge workout, which is technically like a CrossFit-style workout. And I decided, you know, I'm going to compete in this. I'm going to see if how, like, how I can get my time down. So I just did it every day. And like at first, I didn't get through it. I got through like one-third of it in an hour, and I went back to work, right? And then I got to like – kept on working my way up. Eventually, this is kind of like my claim to fame when it comes to working out. I finished it in under 40 minutes. And when I looked at the actual Murph Challenge like official leaderboard, I was in the top 100 of all RX finishers, like globally. And to me, like, I mean, I beat people who make it to the CrossFit games. And for me, a software guy taking an hour a day to learn how to do this, that was like a really big accomplishment. I haven't shared it too much. So it was cool to actually tell that story. I hope it doesn't sound like I'm bragging or anything like that. But for me, it was just like, hey, I did this. Like, I'm, I feel healthier than I've ever felt. And I, I got something out of it. So it was, it was a really cool experience for me. That was so awesome. That's a, it's a tough event, man. Like, oh, oh my gosh. I, know, yeah. I know many people have tried and gone, what the heck was I thinking, man? Like this, this isn't what I signed on for. <laughs> I'd be lying so, if the halfway through the workout and that, that wasn't my feeling. I didn't stop, but that was my feeling. No, I know a lot of people don't finish. Right. I mean, and, and you go in there, Hey, yeah. Like mindset, everything ready for it. So let's talk a little bit about some of these challenges along the way. You know, I love the quote from the four disciplines of execution winners when shown data that they are losing find a way to win. And, you know, man, I'm a sports guy. That's been my whole life, man. Like, hey, you got to make the adaption. Let's let's have some things we can adapt to. If this happens, let's be prepared and have these other skill sets available. So, or have these other team members available. Like, how are we going to do that? And so let's talk a little bit about that. What's one of the challenges that you faced along the way? You were like, this is not going the right direction, man. Like, should I really be doing, I mean, you've already brought up one with the real estate, right? Like you're thinking like, oh, it's always going to be this good. I want to make millions, you know, like, and then all of a sudden you get an 0809. Right. right. So walk me through a couple, maybe a specific scenario that you walk through in your life. Need to hydrate but tired of plain old water? You need rebellious infusions. No sugar, no calories, loaded with antioxidants to boost your immune system. And L-thionine for brain health. 10 organic flavors and convenient liquid packets. Just add 16 ounces and you are on your way. Rethink your drink at drinkrebellious.com. For 10% off of your next purchase, use the code 99999. Do you want to be our next guest? Or do you have inspiring stories to share? Or do you love to inspire, support, and empower thought leaders? Feel free to send Trent a direct message on Instagram or Facebook at Leadershipity.